It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Oh, what a huge crowd we have this morning. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Cobb Galleria. The Fall Home Show and Outdoor Living Expo it is a bunch of fun. I love these breaks. I love in between the on-the-air parts of the show. We have Norm Mitlider here, by the way, the Japanese maple expert. He's conducting his own seminar over in the corner and answering questions about Japanese maples. If you get here before 9 a.m., get to the, to the Cobb Galleria before 9 a.m., then you get to watch the home show for a little while, the garden show for a little while. 10 o'clock, the whole thing opens up and you get into admission for free. So that's the deal this morning. Folks that are here are waiting for the home show itself to open at 10 o'clock. You'll get to see the garden show and get to see Dave Baker and the home face it show as well. 404-872-0750 gets you in to get your question answered this morning. We've got a bunch of them in line, so let's get started. Evelyn, Evelyn in Noonan, Georgia, joins us. Hey, Evelyn, good morning. Good morning to you, Walter. How can I help? I have three dogwoods that are the double blossom type, and oh, they yeah. were planted about 15 years ago. Uh, they are along my driveway. And okay. I have just noticed I am slowly on each one losing a limb. They kind of shrivel up looking leaves, They, you mm. know, and then the leaves turn brown, fall off, and I have somebody come saw the limb off. <laughs> right. Is there anything? I don't know. I've called an arborist, a local arborist, but he has not shown up. So I was glad I could reach you this morning. One of the things to look for, Evelyn, is on the leaves, see if there's any gray, powdery-looking stuff on the leaves. This would be the time of year when powdery mildew shows All up right. on dogwood leaves. So that's one thing to look for. I'm not sure you can do much about it, quite frankly, but sometimes oil, um, things like neem oil and two or three more horticultural oils might be useful to help when it's early in its infestation or infection of the leaves. Now in September, I'm not sure it's going to do a lot for you. The leaves are going to fall anyway on that dogwood tree. I tell you, Evelyn, one of the things you can do that really makes the dogwood happy Mulch, mulch, mulch. Don't all just right. put a little bit of pine straw underneath it. Put mulch all the way out to the drip line. Keep the soil cool in all the summertime. Right. That is going to make a dogwood really happy because it keeps the roots from, from drying out. And it's so hot during the summer in Georgia that dogwoods don't care for that in 95 degrees and no rain for a week and things like that. All right. Well, we've had so much rain this season. I was sort of I haven't thought yeah, that it was it lack seem of like water. This, year, but this year is not that kind of dry no, summer. But, but I will heavily mulch. I'm glad you yeah. told me that. I didn't realize I should do that. The symptoms that you may see this year, the limbs dying on the dogwood as you see this year, Evelyn, that might have been started four or five years ago when we didn't have a drought back then. All right. That's the way trees are. They show their symptoms several seasons after the actual damage has been done to the tree. All right. That's interesting. I didn't know that yet. Yeah, so it was the, the Titanic. It was hard to turn that Titanic around when you saw the iceberg in front of it. And yeah. Same thing with trees and the damage that happens to them. All right. 
Thank you so much. You've got such a wonderful show. I think oh, Evelyn. more and more people enjoy it, and you have informed of, of a lot that we need to know about. Well, tell your friends, tell everybody in Coweta County I said hello and tell them to listen as well. Thanks for calling, Evelyn. We've got Maria in Woodstock. Maria, good morning. Good morning. Is it Maria or Mariah? What have I said here? Hey, Maria. You got it Maria, right. good. All right, I got it right. How can I help, Maria? Okay, we built a pool about three or four years ago, put in a block retaining wall that's terraced and planted creeping jenny. It's done yeah. fantastic, and each year yeah. it gets, it gets uh, longer and longer and drapes over the wall. My question is, like every year we've had it, uh, and when the springtime, when it starts coming back out, we cut all the dead away. And I was wondering if we should leave the dead so that it gives the new growth that buffer to go over because the the walls get so hot that we have to constantly, mm. I mean, we water it almost every day to yeah. keep it from curling up and dying. So should we leave that, that buffer of the old stuff so the new can go over it faster? Wow, that is a great question, Maria. I understand what you're talking about, you because the hot block, the hot uh, stone, the, right, the, the wall right. that's going over is really, really hot. And I can see why it would dry out if it's in, in contact with that surface. And leaving something underneath makes a lot I, of we, sense to me. We even thought know. about if it was all new, maybe we should put down sort of like a a paperback, you know, a sheet of yeah. something so yeah, that it could, yeah. it could springboard off that. But... It seems to do so well with the new stuff that's growing over yeah. the the spring stuff that I wondered, wow, I wonder if the new would grow well over the dead stuff. I would say you are going to be my laboratory in Woodstock to find out which works better. <laughs> You've got that long expanse around the around the wall there. Do it halfway on one part and halfway not on the other part and see what happens and let me know. I would love to know your conclusion. Alrighty, I'll do it. I don't have a prediction because I'm just not sure which would, which would help or hinder the new growth. Going creeping jenny right. obviously is a very vigorous plant. Grows like crazy. Some people have called it invasive in some landscapes, but sure. um, you know, I don't know what you'll do to protect it from the heat of that wall. But you're going to find out. You're going to let me know. So there we go. I'll do that. All right. Research well, will be you. done. Thanks okay. for calling, Maria. I'll get back to you. Wow. Thanks. Bye. I love when people do that, when they have a problem and they're willing to do the little bit of, of, of research to find out if it works or not. Let's see, we've got Roscoe, Katie. let's give Katie first, then we'll get Roscoe right after that. Good morning, Katie. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, Katie. How's Cartersville this morning? Oh, my gosh. We have a major problem. So we have what? an infestation across the entire city of woolly aphids. Oh, that must be what the person was asking yesterday. I was here at the Fall Home Show speaking yesterday at noon, and a lady said there are white things floating over the air around here. What could they be? I bet it was woolly aphids that she was they talking are. about. They are. They are. I actually oh, have I have a video on my Facebook um, about it, and they're like floating around. There's thousands of them, and when they, you sit down, they start attacking you. And I have sprayed the lawn. We've tried to go in the trees and find the nest. I mean, there's nothing. I don't know what to do. I can't go outside. It's awful. Wow. I mean, where were you yesterday, Katie, when I was like, I don't know what's floating <laughs> around in white right now. What could that be? 
Willie Afe is serious. I've got pictures. I can send it to your website. So I yeah, wish you would. I wish you would, Katie. I would love to see that. You can put them either on the name that plant part of my website, or you can put the contact Walter button. Just email them to me. Either way is fine. Great. Um, do you do you so what know do do? what what plants <laughs> are they on, Katie? Do you know if they're on the willows or on crepe myrtle or what are they on right now? I can't find the plant. That's the problem. Literally, so when the sun when the sun comes up in the morning, then they start coming out, and it's like a party in my backyard. And I can't tell if they're coming up from the grass or if they're coming out from, um, you know, the trees or whatever. I mean, I have a suspicion maybe they're on some of the trees in my neighbor's yard because yeah, could be. sometimes I kind of see this flow over the fence like a white wave. It's awful. So, well, I mean, you know, Maria is doing some research for me about her creeping Jenny, and I think you and Carter, Katie, are going to do some research for her to find out where the woolly aphids are growing. It could be on apple trees, pear trees could be, both of those are hosts for woolly aphid. You get to well, wander around like yeah, I do and find out what's they, going on. They're pretty much everywhere. So, like I said, I think some of them are actually coming up from the grass and from what I've read that one female can lay five eggs a day and then those ones go and do five eggs. A day. I mean, it's awful. So, I mean, literally we tried to spray and they got smaller and then the next day they were just even worse than they were before. So that's what I was asking you. So you, do you have any, any idea what else I can do? But if these Even are aphids... Even arrow exterminators is really kind of like, you know, at an awe about it, too, so... But, Katie, if these are aphids, they have to be feeding on something. Aphids don't just appear in, from nowhere. They're not magic or anything. They've got to feed on something. That's what an aphid does. They suck the juice out of a host plant. And so if these are woolly aphids, then they have a host plant or two or three that are around somewhere that they're coming from. And that's where you would do uh, insecticidal spray. But I'm not going to say go out and fog your backyard that, because I don't know where they're actually coming from. It doesn't make sense to go out and fog indiscriminately um, with an insect that we don't have a source for it. So that's why you okay. got to tell me where are they coming from. Then we'll get them fixed. Uh -huh. We'll get them dead. Okay. Well, All I will. Right. I'll try to do some investigation even more. Um, you, but you like promise, I said, you can even go up to the Walmart, you know, and they're floating around too. So they're all over the place and, and everybody's kind of at an awe about it and I'm really surprised it hasn't even been on the news because it's that and bad. make sure, Katie, make sure too that it's not <clears throat> the fluff out of a poplar tree or cottonwood tree because when they have that fluffy stuff that comes off the leaves of poplar trees, that possibly could be mistaken for aphids there. So, you know, find something. They don't bite. They're not going to hurt you or anything. So capture some of these white things. You promise you send me pictures either on my website at name that plant where you can upload pictures there or the contact Walter button at the bottom of the page where you can just send me an email and give me the pictures there. One or the other, Katie, I want to see pictures so I can be sure of what you have and we'll tell you what to do about it after that. It's 817 at News Talk WSB. Back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the Lawn and Garden advice you need. You're just a good can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to me. 
doesn't sound like Paul Simon, but it is. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Partly cloudy today, high of 88, low of 70 overnight. Mostly sunny tomorrow and a very nice day, high of 88, low of 70 once again. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasco, let's give away the other weekend prize pack that we have this morning. We have four tickets to see Frankie Valley. That's who that was. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons in concert Saturday, September 29th at Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center, right around the corner from the Cobb Galleria this morning. So if you would like four tickets to see Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, Ashley Frasco, who will win? Caller seven was really difficult. Like you did it again. Time. So I'm gonna right, go with caller three. You're calling on three or seven. Which one? Three. Three. Call number three. 404-741-0750. The third caller gets to see Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons coming up on Saturday, September 29th, just a few weeks away from now. 404-872-0750. You know the number already. Let's go to the phones. We've got lots of people waiting for us. Roscoe in Sandy Springs. Join us this morning, Roscoe. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Walter? So what plant do you want to ask about? Because Ashley spells it in a way that I'm not sure exactly what you want to ask about, Roscoe. I believe it's called a burgansium. It's the big tulip-shaped flower that grows upside down. It's bright yellow Brug- and very fragrant. Brugmansia. Yeah, I got it exactly. Sure. Brugmansia. All right. Somebody gave me a cutting of it this year, and I wasn't familiar with it. I planted them, and it's just fantastic, and they've grown huge. And I'm just curious how I go about doing the cuttings for next year. And the second question is, do they bloom twice in one season? All right. First thing, let's make sure that everyone knows what a Brugmansia is. It is actually another common name is angel trumpet. Angel trumpet, because the trumpets, the flowers, hang down, as Roscoe said exactly. They hang down from above, and that is the trumpets of the angels who are aimed towards hell, I guess, or the devils, those people down there. There's also a plant called Devil's Trumpet, very similar to it. It has the trumpet flowers pointing upwards to the angels. Uh, we won't get into the religious uh, discussion this morning, but nonetheless, that's what Brugmansia is, the angel trumpet. And, Roscoe, the way you do the cuttings is, Sue, let's wait till just as it's about to frost. Just as Kirk says, they're going to have a you know, temperature tonight in the mid-30s tonight. That's when you go to the older part of the plant not the new green stems that are right on the tips of the branches but the older parts of the plant make cuttings roscoe about 12 inches long i'll get 12 15 of them if you want to and make them about 12 inches long as i said get a bucket of water put it inside in a sunny room and fill the bucket with six inches of water as you stick all those little cuttings the 12 inch long cuttings into and over the next uh, three, four, five weeks, maybe, all those cuttings, the part that's underwater in your bucket will root, little white roots coming out of just willy-nilly here and there. By January, Roscoe, you'll have leaves, and you'll say, what have I made in my sunny sunroom here? It is covered in leaves from these stupid rugmansias here, and you pot them up into separate gallon pots each, and then come, what, May, April, you plant them outside and give some to your friends. That's what you do. Sounds great. Hey, will they bloom two times in one season? Some do and some don't. So some varieties that bloom twice, some that bloom once, ones that I have only bloom once a year. So that's my guess on that, Roscoe. I got to go, though. Thanks for calling, Roscoe. It's 828. We'll be back after news. 
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. The audience has gotten bigger this morning. People here are waiting for the 9 o'clock hour where they'll get to watch David Baker and the uh, Home Fix-It. David Baker, the Home Fix-It Show. Yes, he is here this morning. And uh, he'll be here from 9 to 10. And then the whole home show opens. You get in free if you get here at the Cobb Galleria between now and 9 a.m. You've got 24 minutes, my friends, to get to the Cobb Galleria and get into the Fall Home Show and Outdoor Living Expo, Expo for free. Coming up in the next half hour, Jack in Cartersville, Willie Aphids, a tragic sod. I don't know about that, Jack, but I want to talk to you because I want to know more about these woolly aphids in Cartersville. Bill has no has Bermuda sod, it's turning brown. When he mowed it, Colleen has nutgrass in her vinca. Bill has boxwoods losing the leaves from the bottom up. But first, let us talk to my friend Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. It sounds like I better hurry. You've got all those people waiting on me. Well, maybe you can tell me, Mickey, you live in, in West Cobb, or actually further out than that, in Pauley County. Do you see any woolly aphids at this time of year? I, no, I don't. No, I don't. But I saw something three strange calls, last night. I saw something strange last night that what? looked like an aphid blowing, looked like a woolly aphid blowing around in the air, and I don't know what that was. I See, now I'm, now, now I'm going back from woolly aphid onto cottonwood or one of the poplar trees. It has that little fuzzy stuff on the leaves that blows around. But that, I thought, was in the spring, but maybe my mind is just going blank on it like it does when you get old. Um, so maybe it's that that's blowing around. I don't know what it is, but at least one caller says she's going to send pictures. Okay. We'll figure it out. And you Good. too, Mickey. If you figure out what it is, let me know, because i got to know what the stuff is. White I'll stuff floating it. around. we got to know, gotta don't know. we? We got to know. Oh, we got to know what is the pike pick for the weekend because we got to save twenty percent on everything that we buy. That's the pike pick. So what is the pike pick? Echinacea or coneflower. The, the coneflowers, which you're going to tell me, the echinacea means. It in Greek it comes from the word echinos, which means hedgehog. In the hedgehog, top of it feels like that's a little hedgehog. hedgehog. Right. And mine right now are looking pretty ratty, but the birds come and peck the little seeds out of the top of the seed head. I, I, I didn't know if it was, she was somebody pulls the seed heads off and puts them up in their bird feeder. I like watching yeah. the birds. The goldfinches were out the other day, and it did not look real. They were wow. so bright yellow, and they were out with the coneflower. And my coneflowers still look okay. They look yeah. pretty good. Uh, you do a better job gardening than I do. Mine are ready right some, now. Some of mine were later ones that I put in yeah. later, so I guess it was kind of cheating. But and uh, coat flowers come in so many colors too, Mickey. You got the yellows, the oranges, the sort of uh, sunrise colors. I want to say, pinkish orange. They're just great looking flowers. Great looking yeah, plants. Yeah, they are really, really, really pretty. I still and like so, Magnus. It's still my favorite. <laughs> oh, Magnus coneflower is a super, super flower. I'm assuming that Pike has. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I'm sure we has do. Magnus for sale. We have got a at West Cobb, and I'm sure everybody does. We've got a huge <clears throat> selection of coneflowers, so I hope everybody yeah. can come in and get some. And you still got uh, at least a couple of months of growth and flowering time on them, so you got plenty of time to see the color. It's sort of they have fall colors around them, so you mm -hmm. sort of croton and coneflower 
and all the mums are coming in right now too. So you have this wonderful fall landscape opportunity. You started with cone flowers and the crotons and the um, other plants, the mums and maybe pansies in a month, and we'll have a great fall. It sounds to me like. Yeah, when you walk into the greenhouse, it is just like it is unbelievable. I walked in this morning and I thought, this is the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Wow. It's going to be cool before we know it. (laughs) It will be cool. One day soon, cool in the morning, I'll be complaining about how cold it is outside. Oh, Mickey, I'm wrapping up in my jacket this morning. I'll complain about it then, too. So, echinacea, coneflowers, we don't call mm-hmm. them purple coneflowers anymore yeah. because they come in so many colors. Right. But all of them 20% off today, tomorrow, all Pike Nursery locations around the Atlanta area. And classes coming up too, Mickey. Right. We've got a class on the 20, I think it's the 22nd, uh, and it's yeah. on growing your own food, and there's one at every store. And uh, then the next week, I think that's the 29th, right. um, there's one on um, uh, grilling in the garden. And we've also got the um, uh, designers at every store. Oh, yeah, that's so you right. Can that's talk right, that's to right. the designers. So we've got some good stuff coming up. You know, we need to remind people that Pike offers a design service. You have landscape architects and a whole team of people who do landscape plans and designs for you for a fee, of course. And then you get discounts on the plants you buy from Pike Nursery. It is a real deal, real service. And then we can offers. even we can even install them for you. So we and can design them, them and install them too. If pick them up. You don't have, to do you have to get your hands dirty. Just point. All you have to do is right. point. I want one there and five there uh-huh. and three there and bring out your checkbook and credit card and that's the way you deal with it. It works <laughs> so. for me. I'm telling you. <laughs> So, let's repeat one more time. 20% off all the coneflowers, echinacea, on sale at all Pike Nursery locations. they got the classes next, uh, on the 22nd, I should say, on growing your own food. Those are free. you got a class on uh, grilling in the garden. you get free hot dogs and refreshments that yeah. day on the 29th. All this happening at all the Pike Nursery locations. So, Mickey, how, <clears throat> how do we find the Pike Nursery location nearest to you or me? It's at pikenursery.com. I guess we would. Mickey, it's great talking to you once again. I'll enjoy talking to you every Saturday morning. You too. You have a great night. Bye-bye. Thank you, ma'am. We'll see you soon. It is Let's see. Oops, let me turn that one off. There it is. Let's go to the phones. Who's one, two, three, four, five, eight people waiting on me here? So let's go to Bill first in Atlanta with his boxwood question. Hey, Bill, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Until so, uh, the boxwoods losing the leaves totally or just a few or what's going on? Now, this is this is totally bizarre. The boxwoods are super healthy. They're established uh, 10, 15 years old. Uh, they've, I've never had any problem. The water is, is uh, it, it's not a water problem. There's good, you know, drainage. I know we've had a lot of rain. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm not an expert, but, but, but the, the boxwoods are starting to lose their leaves from the bottom up. And there's still new growth that's coming out on the top, um, okay. and, and, and 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 but they're just literally, it, it it almost looks like they're dying from the bottom up, and they're just dropping the leaves underneath, and they're becoming barren plants, and uh, and slowly but surely it's creeping over to uh, to other boxwoods, whether I have a hedge or whether I have one that's not touching it, that's um you know, that's 20 feet away, uh, and I've tried, I went to Home Depot, talked to the guy about it, and I bought this kind of insecticide, and uh-huh. when I sprayed it on it, there was no, you know, there were no insects that flew away, and there were no perceived <laughs> problems there, um, sure. 
And so I'm, I've talked to a couple of master gardeners who have shown them the pictures, and they've just said, I don't know. And, uh, you know. Have uh, you yet, Bill, have you learned about a disease called boxwood blight? I've heard of that. I've heard, I don't know enough about it, though. Uh, you need to know a lot about it because it's possible. I'm not saying you have it on your boxwoods, but it's possible that you do. The symptoms are re readily findable, I guess, diagnosable on there. But I need you to look at pictures. I don't want to describe the disease here because I might head you off in a direction that's incorrect. I've got pictures, and the Internet has plenty of pictures of, of boxwood blight. And particularly what you want to find out is, is this boxwood blight, which is not good news, it is virulent on boxwoods, it kills them dead. Yeah. Or do you have one of the other wilts and leaf spotting diseases that just causes a little defoliation, you can prune it out, no big deal. Because one way you got big problems, the other way you don't have big problems, and I hope it's the latter. Mm -hmm. But look for boxwood blight. You go to my website. I've got some definitive pictures there. The splotches on the leaves, the defoliation that happens on the boxwood. If you have boxwood blight, frankly, it's bad enough to tell your neighbors. If they have boxwoods, they need to make sure they don't come walking through your yard and mess with your boxwoods. And if you do have it, remove the boxwoods completely out of the landscape because it is wow. a virulent disease. So you can't, is, just, you can't just uh, prune it back or something like no. that? you got to take it nope. out? Nope, whole plant. Ouch. Okay. okay. I mean, there are, I've, you know, if you have money, you can specify a lot of things. And there are folks in the North Atlanta, um, let's say the places in Atlanta where people who have a lot of money live, who have lots of boxwoods, who are so concerned about boxwood blight, they require their landscape company employees to wear Tyvek booties and little uh, white suits around them so they don't get the spores of boxwood blight from another, comp another uh, landscape moving onto their property themselves. Is this it's, an airborne thing? Yeah, it's airborne. The sticky spores are more likely. The spores are very, very sticky. They stick to pruning plant, pruning uh, tools. They stick to the wheels of your uh, lawnmower, just anything that they can stick to to transfer from one property to another. That's what boxwood blight does. Bad okay. problem. Look it up. Look it up and find out what you got. And, Bill, frankly, if you decide definitively, definitively that you have it, Please call me back and let me know because I'm sort of keeping an eye on this and rose rosette disease both, which are very virulent diseases on common box, uh, common landscape plants. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll right. be meeting I'll be meeting with somebody today on it then and, and uh, get, yeah. Get some let me know. Let me know. Bill, look at those pictures up. Find out if that's what you have, and if you have it, let me know what it is. Jack is in Cartersville, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jack. How you doing, Walter? Thank you for taking so, my call. What is floating around Cartersville, Jack? Well, I didn't know what they were, but I used to work at a sod farm in Cartersville, yeah. and I could pull the trailer up in the field to get loaded before I get the first pallet on there. My trailer would be covered in the little white specks, and I didn't know what they were called. I just thought they were, I, I called them sprites for Noah, for, you know, for, <laughs> sprites, for, for right. lack of what it, what it was. Yeah. Until one of them bit me, and then, of course, I came up with oh. another name for it, but I won't yeah. go into that. We won't but say we that word now, no. Exactly. We don't go there. Uh, not on the radio, anyway. Uh, we delivered that salt all over the all over North Georgia. But every time I'd go out in the field, the trailer would be covered in these things, and I'm wondering if it's something, I mean, it's between Taylorsville and Cartersville. Mm -hmm. And uh, I won't mention a sod company, but... Uh, uh, it, 
those things are just they are everywhere. The up thing here. that is curious to me, Jack, is that there's you also have army worms, and army worms are this is about the season when army worms come to Atlanta, and the moths will lay eggs on things, but. It's not like they come during the daytime and lay eggs. Well, I guess they do some in the daytime, some at night too. But you can see these white specks of army worm moth eggs on flags on the golf course, on golf carts and things like that. But I'm still not convinced that's what you have or anybody else has in Cartersville. I want to know what these things are. Somebody take me a picture. Jack, you can do this. You know how to use a camera. Take me a picture on my website. Name that plant's one place, or just contact Walters the other place. Send me some pictures. I want to see what this is, because we've got to figure out what the white things that are inflicting Cartersville could possibly be. Right now it's 848. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. (laughs) No septic tank. He's not doing septic. He's doing drink. No, stop. Y'all getting started by talking about that. Come back. Here we come. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Sunny, partly cloudy a little bit today. The afternoon high of 88 degrees, low overnight 70. Tomorrow about the same, mostly sunny. Nice day tomorrow, high of 88, low of 70. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Of course, we're broadcasting live this morning from the Cobb Galleria for the Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Expo. Brett Tudor is here this morning. He is from Trading Spaces on HGTV. He'll be a guest on Dave Baker's Home Fix-It Show in just a few minutes. You'll get to listen to him talk about carpentry and TV and whatever else he's good at. He does not do septic tank work. He says that's out of his realm of expertise. But nonetheless, let's go to Colleen and Johns Creek and find out if she has a question in my realm of expertise. Hey, Colleen, good morning. Hey, Walter, how are you? I'm doing pretty great. How can I help? Well, um, every spring I have a hillside that's filled with vinca and nutgrass gets in it. And I don't know, I wanna, how do I get rid of it without hurting the vinca? Two products to check a label. I'm going to give you homework because I need you to read the label and not me, Colleen. Two products. One is image for nutgrass, and you commonly found any nursery, pike, big box stores, everybody has image for nutgrass. The second label okay. to check is a, is a product called Sedge Hammer, and Sedge Hammer is mostly online, but I see it at a couple of the hardware stores around Atlanta. So Sedge Hammer, actually I saw it at Pipe one day and I thought, I was surprised they had it there. Sedge Hammer, look for that as well. Read the label and says what it can and cannot be used on, because that's what's going to determine whether it'll work on your vinca. Well, great. I'm just tired of it looking ugly. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you are. Nutgrass <laughs> is tough to control, but if you find something that works and will not hurt the vinca, Colleen, Awesome. That would be terrific for you to have that to, to use. It's been a great Saturday morning. Lorenzo, this is Zoe Kemp, as I understand is his, uh, his rapper name. 
Uh, Zoe Kemp here this morning is our engineer on site. Uh, Ashley Frasser screen called answering questions off the air. It just did a super job screening this morning. Ashley Frasser, follow her, Ashley Frasser WSB. She is a traffic reporter you can, de- you can deny, you can rely on every day when she reports the traffic on WSB along with the triple team traffic team. Of course, Jason Byers brought our traffic, our garden music this morning the best garden music in the in the universe i think jason supplies to us we have a great saturday morning every saturday morning starting at 6 a.m going to 9 a.m come by the fall home show and out the living expo at the cobb galleria today otherwise i'll see you right here next saturday morning for another edition of you guessed it lawn and garden